Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. Before we get started, I am asking for donations to keep my show free of ads and interruptions and provide the best quality information out there. There is a link in the description below. And again, thank you so much for supporting my podcast and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Metaphysical Mentor Podcast with Michael Philpott, providing you inspiration, information, knowledge, and motivation to help you on your soul's path. Covering topics related to health and happiness from the mystical to the metaphysical and everything in between. Making the unknown known. Now let's join the podcast to discover today's topic. Hello, Marco. How are you, my friend? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. And uh, thank you for being on the show today. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of pumped about this show because I love how when spirituality and science meet together. And I know a, a lot of people have been asking me about uh, quantum physics and the quantum field and quantum healing in general. And I didn't have a lot of answers of it because my background, I don't have a, a huge background in science. I kind of understand what quantum physics is, but I'm but to be honest, I'm a bit of a moron when it comes to that. So, yeah, I'll admit that. I'm a first Quantum one to physics that. is difficult. It's, it, yeah. it's really difficult. It's, it's really difficult. It's not, so, the, it's not an exact science, so it's, it's hard to understand. It's a yeah. difficult concept. I, I find it's like, it's like one part theology, one part philosophy, and one part science, all mixed into one, and yes, which is really fascinating. Exactly. So what we're talking about today is Marco does this fascinating thing called quantum biofield healing. So if people ask you, Marco, so what do you do? So what is quantum biofield healing? How would you best describe it? Quantum biofield healing is a technique to heal the human biofield in order for the body to trigger a powerful immune response and start fixing anything that needs to be fixed. In the, in the human body, in the spiritual body, in the emotional body, and in the mental body. Okay. Human biofield actually is made of uh, basically two models. One is the auric model, which the aura, most of, most of, most of people knows what it is. And uh, it's like a hard drive where everything is recorded since our day one. The other model is made of subtle energy. And here starts the interesting things because subtle energy is an energy that can behave either as a wave or as a particle. When it behaves as a particle, it kind of responds to uh, the physical law, kind of responds to physical energy, to time, to space. When it behaves like a wave, like in the, in the case of energy healing, it doesn't respond neither to, to space nor to time. And this is also the reason why certain healing technique can be, can be performed by distance because okay. the healing arrives everywhere in no time. So the idea is, so, be, so it become more wave than particle? Is that the idea? Yes, exactly. Okay. They become wave, they, they behave like a wave rather than particles. Okay. And um, to... Let's use an analogy. Uh, electromagnetic field is one of the force uh, that rules our dimension. Uh, let's do this. Let's say this. Um, subtle energy is to electromagnetic field, and vapor water is to water. 
So oh. subtle energy is more diffuse and finer, way finer. So it can get through walls in no time and cover any distance. So this is the reason why when we connect with a, a client, with a receiver, say in Japan, while I'm in Toronto, it happens exactly as it's happening between you and me in this moment while we're talking. Okay, that's, that's fascinating. And I, that's one of the things yeah. I, I want to touch on because I've had a lot of Reiki practitioners on and they talk about distant healing, but this really kind yes. of under, it actually explains what the idea of distant healing is in a more scientific yes. way. <clears throat> it's explained very well. There are two, um, two most, the most important thing to understand is entrainment and entanglement. There are okay, two rules in quantum physics. Okay, let's talk entrainment, about that. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So entanglement is the rule that say that uh, when two objects uh, start exchanging energy, they tend to vibrate at the same frequency rate. Meaning that in this very moment, my biofield and your biofield are communicating, are exchanging information, a huge amount of information between you and me. So the same thing happened with the energy healing. When I connect with my clients, my biofield clients start raising his uh, frequency rate in order to match my biofield frequency rate. This is the reason why every healer needs to keep his biofield uh, uh, in good standing up and running. This is the role uh, uh, of entrainment. The role of entanglement is a little bit different because it says that there was an experiment. So if we take, uh, if we create uh, two coins from the same chunk of metal, one coin is in Toronto, one is in Moscow. We start flipping these coins at the same time. What are the chances that this coin shows different, uh, uh, different faces out of 1,000 trial? It's about 50%, right? Yeah. And it's not. It's 70. It's more than 70. Because wow. they're born from the same chunk of metal. So they communicate via subtle energy to each other and they communicate in uh, instantaneously their position. That's really interesting. So in that case, <laughs> so, but that being said, they came from the same piece of metal. So they had the same physical properties of it. So they're both communicating on a subtle level. They're both so, exactly. So that being said, so we're basically, you know, uh, we're acting very similar to our parents in some ways. We get a lot of that same material. Because mm -hmm. when I was of thinking course. about that, it's like I had of this course. light bulb go off. It's like obviously we, we come from we, the we oh. come from them, so obviously oh, yeah. we're getting the same genetic, same type of patterning information, same reactions. And there is also an ener an energy uh, and a genetic in energy, where yeah. we inherit their emotions, we inherit their. Uh, mental attitude or issues. And this is, this is something very typical. This is, for instance, anxiety, something that we, we can inherit from our parents, grandparents, or ancestors. You know, that kind of anxiety that is coming out from nowhere. 
you have no idea where it comes from, is because you probably inherited that anxiety and it traveled to a frequency which is, doesn't really belong to your biofield. So sometimes it's very hard to deal with this kind of anxiety because it doesn't belong to you. Yeah. And, and this it, is an energetic inheritance. Yeah, it's, it's so I, fascinating. I, I, I'm pretty much sure most, most, most of our audience knows what we are, they're talking about. Oh, yeah. I, I, I so believe that. I know, I know myself because I'm, I'm listening to that. I'm going, yep, that's me. Yep, that's yeah. me. Yep. I feel that. And the thing is, too, is I'm, I'm also a psychic empath, too, as well. So I pick up everything. So I'm always, so I not only have my stuff I'm picking up, I pick up other people's stuff, too, and their emotions. But now it really kind of makes sense. And now it really kind of hits home to why I am the way I am. And it's, you know, it's, and it's, it's such a simple analogy, yes. like the two coins, like it's just that light bulb moment came off. Yes. So yes. It, it's, it's so, so can, can you imagine, I mean, the amount of communication that there is between two twins, independently by their position on the planet or in the universe, they keep communicating all the time. It's, it says, Seam seamless it's a seamless communication they communicate all the time because they are entangled the entangle under certain con condition can can break yes it can and and most of the time it's very painful when entangle breaks between humans uh, but yes it can happen and it can also happen that you entangle with other people even temporarily as i am entangled with my client when i'm working on him but as a matter of fact, entrainment and entanglement are two rules that are uh, a fundamental part in energy healing. Okay. So how do you separate then? So how do you get untangled from your guests? So let's say you're working with somebody, like you were saying, somebody in Japan, you were doing some healing work in Japan. I, how do you separate yeah. yourself from that individual, especially if he's got some, some disorder, let's say he's got, uh, let's say he's got cancer. Let's say, let's get, say something you're working with him. He's got cancer or something like that. How do you separate yourself from that, from that person and that person's energy? Well, you, you just, you immediately distract your mind. And in order to help to distract your mind from the session you just finished, you just clear yourself up. Okay. I so know we know how to also how to heal ourselves. So by clearing yourself up, meaning that you disconnect because you raise your vibrational frequency to the point that the other person vibrational frequency cannot break into your biofield. Okay, so it's basically keeping your keeping it strong, keeping it your field strong. Yes. So let's exactly. let's talk about that. Let's talk about how you would do that um, and keeping it strong because I think a lot of people out there um, who are healers too as well could benefit from this information and just people in general to keep their biofield strong and healthy. Obviously they got to come see you for healing, of course, to keep it clear and healthy. Yeah, no, they, they, there's a lot of things that they can do on their own. I mean, yeah, there's a yeah, lot so, of stuff. Yeah. So just talk about a few things. Okay. Let's say, um, it's not really a meditation. It's, it's this, what I'm suggesting is a brain hack. Okay. What most okay. important thing is that every time you have a negative thought, you trigger a negative feeling. So the feeling is expressing magnetic energy, the thought in electric energy. So the two together combine form an electromagnetic field. If this electromagnetic field uh, vibrates very low, correspondingly to the to the type of thoughts that that, you, that the person has, it sits 
everywhere in your physical body or in your uh, uh, energy body and breaks some patterns where any information uh, where information sits and by breaking this information so by breaking this information the brain may not know that your liver is developing a condition if not fixed promptly so in order to have your biofilm vibrate very high you need to get rid of negative feeling more than negative memory the negative memory is in our brain there's nothing we can do about it we just need to change the perspective of the negative energy we needed to just to detach and break the electromagnetic field by wiping out the magnetic part which is our feeling which is something that we can control and it's very easy this is an uh, a brain uh, an exercise that i do three four times a day at least so the person has to sit on a chair the back straight hands on uh, hands on knees and start focusing on the part of the bum that touches the chair and the part of the feet that touches the floor. So we needed to focus the brain on two spots because I've noticed that most of the basic meditation has a problem, in my opinion. This is absolutely personal opinion. Tend to focus the brain on just one spot or one concept, while the brain need at least two spots to fully focus on on those two on those two concepts on, the, on those two spots or concept and this way the brain stays in the now moment it can go in the past it can go in the future you cannot process complicated information so two spots part of the bum that touches the chair part of the feet that touches the floor before doing that we rate uh, our thoughts um, we rate the negativity of our thought in a scale from one to 10, where 10 is I'm releasing an uncontrollable feeling of hate, of rage, of anxiety, or whatever. Okay. We do, the, we do this meditation, uh, brain hack, I don't like the, the idea of being a meditation, for three minutes. After three minutes, we pull back that thought and see where that feeling goes in the turn in the in the scale from one to ten it usually drop down four or five steps and this is how you manage your emotions by disconnecting by not allowing the electromagnetic field to form or if it's already formed to break it in order for this negative feeling not to linger into your body yeah so i, I think that's really uh, I think it's really important. It's every I, yeah. everybody can do. It. It's really surprising how it works. Yeah, and I just don't think most people understand how powerful their thoughts and their emotions are. And I think once they oh, yeah. understand it, but I think they have to get an awareness of where their thoughts are. And that's one thing that I love about meditation, because when you go into meditation, you really get to see where your thoughts are, what you're thinking about, because the brain and the body is just this untrained animal. That's going crazy. Yes. And you can see where you are. Are you feeling angry? You're, you're sitting there. Are you feeling anxious? That's you when your eyes are awake. So yes. really an idea of what's happening with, uh, with what's going on with your daily thoughts. And that's what I love yes. about meditation. It gives you that really awareness. Like, okay, I'm a little bit crazy. I'm, yes. I'm like, <laughs> I am feeling like, yeah, but where, where's this the, anger coming from? Like, where am I so anxious all the time? Yes, exactly. I mean, the, another example, uh, 
how what happened before with that meditation is that we are elaborating that uh, that thought with our local mind. Okay. In our local mind, there is a lot of stuff that we cannot handle, like judgment and other negative emotion. But one of the most responsible of the negative feeling is typically judgment. Okay. Judgment hurts nobody but ourselves. So when we do this little meditation for three minutes, we we send this thought to our non-local mind, which is close to our consciousness, where no negative feeling and no judgment exist. And it gets back after three minutes in our local time, poured from all these feelings, from all these thoughts, from all this uh, concept that triggers negative feelings. The problem with our brain is simple. We identify with our thoughts. (laughs) That's the problem. (laughs) Thoughts are body processes. That's it. Stories. But we identify with our thoughts because the brain is where our intelligence resides. So we say, I'm intelligent and I identify and believe whatever my brain says. Nope. Better not. Yeah. Better not. It doesn't make any sense to identify so much with our thought because it's just a body process like the digestion. We don't identify with our digestion. So there's no need to identify with our thoughts. We have another form of intelligence, which is much closer to our consciousness. We have an emotional intelligence and a spiritual intelligence. We should always train to elaborate our thought with our spiritual and emotional intelligence rather than our mental one, because it's different. It gives us a different perspective of everything. Yeah, I think that's, that's so true. And I think the more we tap into that, the, the more we actually understand, that's where we should be, you know, getting yes. thoughts, thoughts and feelings from. Exactly. It's just, it's just such a more happier place. Like you just feel a lot better. Oh, like yeah. You, like you said, it's a better perspective. It's almost like you get an overview of your life. Instead of being directly in it, you can kind of move, remove yourself and go above it and kind of look down on everything and realize. Okay, that's, that's the feeling. That's the feeling that you have. That you you get a big picture. It's like really you are above. You can you can see much more. You can see the bigger picture, and then you realize that your your brain can process just little part of that picture. And yeah. this is where we we trigger anxiety and judgment and all other stuff that that really hurts us. Yeah. And that's, again, that's that pattern we just kind of get stuck in because we just can't see the forest for the trees. You know, we're just very, very limited. We're very myopic in that that thinking. Yes. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about is actually how you got started in becoming a healer because your background is in art. You're originally an artist, right? Or an art advertiser? No, no, no. I've tried many times to be an artist, but it was a disaster. So I decided I... I better start selling art. <laughs> so I've been a fine art uh, advisor for 29 years. Okay. Then I met, uh, then a few years ago, I met my wife here in Canada. And uh, she is an energy healer. And so I start to get curious about how she can cast this magic. And, but I needed a more scientific foundation for it rather than just to dive, dive into the... Um, you know, new age culture. 
the, the and, woo -woo uh, of it. and I start the new age culture. Yeah. You know? And, yeah, I, always, uh, I like I to call it the woo-woo. I always like to call it the woo-woo of the, because it's like, <laughs> it's like, that doesn't really make sense. But yeah, I understand yeah. The, <laughs> the need for the science aspect of it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I started studying um, theoretical physics for as much as my brain allowed to understand it and uh, quantum mechanics. Uh, and then I got a lot of answer actually. And then at that point uh, I started training. So I did practical, practical, uh, uh, I gave practical session to friends, uh, family, and a lot of meditation, tons of meditation, hours of meditation every day. And, um, and I was starting communicating to understand if I can get messages from other dimensions, which happen through meditation. It depends how deep you are into meditation, how grounded you are, how can you, how can you raise your consciousness? And that happened too. And then uh, I would, and I had a lot of good feedbacks. So a few years ago, I quit my career as an art advisor and I started a career as a biofield healer. Wow. This is how it happened. That's yeah. after 29 years. After I mean, 29 it's not, years, that... I haven't, yes, I want a, I want a life uh, that fulfill me more, you know, give me, give me more purpose. More purpose. And I found it. Wow. Yes. I always love stories like that. You know, it's, it's so amazing how one thing will lead to another, but I mean, it's such a profound change after 29 years of working in the same field, you know, working yes. in the art, art industry and being that, and then finally, like, you know, to say, you kind of give it up. It's like, you know, it wasn't like, like you dropped yesterday, like you it took your time and you developed your skills and things like that. And you realized, okay, this is that. Yes. And so many of the people I've had on the podcast who are healers have done that too. I have a lady that was on and she was in the corporate world for like, like 20 years or something like that too. And she said, you know what, this sucks. You know, I, you, you kind of come to this realization that, you know, working for a mindless corporation and you just kind of sucks your soul away. And, you know, granted it, it's always that same thing. Like you always go and get a great job that allows you the certain things in life. You want to buy the house, you want to buy the car, you want to buy this. And then as you get a little bit older, you're realizing sometimes like it doesn't really mean anything. And yes. there's, there's something more that I'm missing, you know, there's something deeper yes. that I'm missing yes. this whole time. And we get caught in this. And I just love those stories. Yes, it is. I mean, it's, uh, it's a different, uh, completely different life. And, uh, but it, it was quite easy for me because both my practice in, uh, in fine art and uh, my trials in energy healing were parallel. So it was easy for me to change skin. I haven't had any major trauma from from that i mean uh, i just have to leave all my suits in my <laughs> parts <laughs> start living a more informal life but definitely more meaningful yeah that's that's fantastic so one of the things i want to talk to you about is that you you work with insomnia and i i don't meet too many people that actually work with insomnia in general and it's i know a lot of people suffer from it i've had that on occasions where I can't mm -hmm. sleep. Um, I, you know, and it's sleep is such, it's just one of those quintessential. It's like water and breathing. It's like, you need to have yeah. a good quality sleep. 
So, um, so what do you do as far as techniques go um, with your people who suffer from insomnia? How do you, how do you work with people? I like treat those people exactly the same way I treat people that have from any other stress related condition like anxiety, because insomnia is just a symptom. It's not, it's not a, a root cause of anything. I mean, the root cause uh, it needs to be, uh, it needs to be in your energy body. Okay. And so you cannot, it doesn't make any sense to treat a symptom. Insomnia is the symptom. You need to, 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 to treat the anxiety behind it or the trauma of the psychological trauma behind it. And most of the time, this uh, psychological trauma uh, finds a mark in, in the energy body. And it's the, when, I, when I'm talking about a mark, a mark, in my opinion, is just uh, an, uh, an energy pattern that broke or the drop in frequency rate so that the energy, that the information that the energy is carrying around tend to break during this drop, okay? Yeah. So when our brain, which is governed most of our, most of our energy, uh, most of our physical body, receive a lot of uh, incoherent information or scramble information, it tends to trigger the sympathetic system that takes the place of the parasympathetic system, which trigger the fight or flight mode. The fight or flight mode is a mode that most of people that experience anxiety uh, know because it's the physical body is governed by the fight by the fight or flight mode. It's a mode where most of the energy get flashed into into the muscle for for the body to fight a dangerous and hypothetical dangerous situation that really doesn't exist or to flee from it the problem with that is that is that all the other organs and system in the body lives with barely sufficient energy to survive and they certainly underperform so when our body is in fight or flight mode we tend to be foggy don't digest well we tend not to sleep well because we have a lot of energy in our, in our muscle. And still the brain is in DEFCON 1 because it starts receiving a lot of scrambled information, some of which might be related to the, uh, to the body being in an hostile environment. And, 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 and the ultimate goal of the, of the brain is the survival of the body. So what it does, it immediately, immediately raise build barriers and defenses by triggering the the sympathetic system it's not difficult to revert the situation in energy it usually happens after five or ten minutes of the session okay the parasympathetic system is take back control over the body so the person feel a deep sense of uh, relaxation and uh, and then it will be much easier at that point it's much easier for me to to look for the, the issue in the energy body that cause the fight or flight mode. Okay, so that, that's an interesting topic I wanted to ask you about. Okay, so when you actually look at somebody, when you're working with somebody, are you kind of using your mind's eye or your clairvoyancy now to actually see no. what's actually happening in the body? Do you no. feel it? How does that work for you? I feel it, I you feel, feel it. it. So you for feel me, it- For me, the biofield your... is a very amniotic environment. Okay kind of wombie environment you know i i don't see i don't hear i just feel the glitches and uh, by you can repair this glitching in, into there are two techniques that i use to do it 
One is by the interaction of my biofield with the, with the biofield of my client. So that raising the vibrational frequency of all the biofield, all the drops in the energy pattern tend to, tend to, tend to readjust to a level that the information is carried coherently. The other is uh, to funnel into the person biofield uh, subtle energy, which is universally available. It's actually, it's everywhere. Some places has uh, more concentration of subtle energy than other. Like I remember uh, there is a place in Switzerland, it's called Kstad, okay? In the eighties, the house marketings in, uh, in, in Kstad were up to the roof and nobody knows why. And I've been in Kstad and I can tell you that I've been, I've been there twice for one week. And after one week you stay there, you come back home rejuvenated, literally. Wow. It's because of the high concentration of subtle energy. And everybody has the same experience. So all the major amino acids into your body get fixed. People with insomnia sleep, uh, cancer regress, and uh, a lot of other problems that any problem that the body can have tend to, tend to get better. So this is the reason why Inkstad, if you want to buy a thousand square feet apartment today, get ready with about four millions. <laughs> That's no different than downtown Toronto. I mean, or even anywhere around the GTA area where we're living now. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But yes, I mean, the other, the other, the other solution is having a biofuel healing session with, oh, a, with a good healer. Yeah, yeah like, like no, There's no need to go inside or, or buy, yeah. like myself, well, yeah. Yeah, unless you, and then if you're really super rich and you want to fly Marco out with you to have your own personal healing at the same time, I don't think you would be too upset with that. You, can, no, yeah, you know, that, that might be a new business for you. You know, you could actually travel to sacred yeah, sites. Right. You can actually do like a fine art, like art history lesson in some way there because your background in fine art, but then do it subtly through healing and then the subtle energy and like, oh, this was the best vacation. I got healing. I can learn about history. I traveled, ate some great food. See, there's a new business. I'll right be there. thinking about it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Good idea. That's it. I mean, hell, I'll sign me up. Where, where's, where are we going next? <laughs> so, are there, have you found, have there, I mean, speaking of kind of like sacred sites, I always love sacred sites. Um, are there other places that have a increased subtle energy that you've been to yourself that you're aware of? No, not really. Not really. No. Not really. Study is uh, known all over the world. I mean, everybody knows study for, because of this. I mean, in Europe. Okay. In Europe. Uh, everybody knows that because of this and uh, but no i don't know any other surely i mean the forest yeah larger chunk of forest large chunk of mm, green nature yeah i, I heard this. well a biofilm plants the reason why uh, everybody say i i feel a sense of relief when i when i walk in nature is because the biofield of plants especially um, even domestic plants, especially the one, the large leaf ones, has a biofield that vibrates very high, much higher than the human biofield. It's because they have to, to do a work on uh, energy transportation. So by the interaction of our biofield and the biofield of, the, of a plant, our biofield benefit a lot and tend, uh, and tend to raise its vibrational frequency. Interesting. This is yeah. a... There's no need to go. I mean, doesn't need to go in stud to do that, but, okay, but just not nature doesn't just be in nature. Yeah. 
Now, just I just have a question. Wild. Now, I just got a question in general. And again, again, this could be hypothetical. Yeah. Because of the destruction of the rainforest and we're losing a lot of the green and the biodiversity in our planet, is that changing the subtle energy in our planet? And that's why a lot of, a lot of craziness is happening in general, you no. think? No? No, no. Subtle energy works in a different field. Okay. There is, I mean, there is scientists now are investigating how uh, electromagnetic energy and subtle energy are communicating. We don't, we don't know how they do. We know, we know that they do it, but we don't know how. There's probably a dimension in the middle. And this dimension is not affected by what's going on on the, on the physical field, which means this universe. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just so it's no, it's not, it's not affecting at all. I mean, the problem, the, the biggest problem is the, is the global frequency rates that is dropping because of people fear of the COVID, and that that is the problem. Okay, that yeah, is I just the problem. Was, I just wasn't sure. Take a I know, lot. Yeah, that's interesting. That's it's, but it's no really... subtle energy. Subtle energy lives on a on a different plane. On a different plane altogether. It's not affected by that. Yes. Okay. Yes, but, definitely. Okay. Yeah, it's really interesting. But we live on that plane too. I mean, with our with our biofield, this is the reason why we are we are multidimensional being. It's because of our biofield. Our biofield live on different fields. Scientists call the call dimension fields, and uh, by living on uh, on uh, on different fields, we are multidimensional. When when a, when a when a physical body dies, it dies in the physical field. But it doesn't necessarily the person the the being doesn't necessarily die on the other fields. Okay, so it's again it's a uh, would you say it's a more multidimensional in that sense? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes, it's what makes us subtle energy our biofield. It was what connects us to the other dimension we live in. Okay, so I know you talked briefly about you know during your meditations how you connected into different dimensions stuff mm -hmm. like that. Let's kind of talk about that because I always find that fascinating as well when we talk about, you know, interdimensional stuff or, you know, different dimensions, because a lot of people have been talking about this, not in just a new age, but you're hearing that a lot, you know, uh, going into fifth dimension, fifth dimensional energies, fifth shifting into 5D. I've been hearing that a lot. So what is your experience during your meditation and your work? What are some of the difference between the different types of, of uh, dimensions? Well, uh, the only, actually, the only dimension I experience is the astral one. Okay. Which is, yeah, is, which is where we can, uh, we can go through meditation or uh, even at night when we sleep, uh, I, the, my first experience with the astral world was quite kind of traumatic in many ways, because I didn't know my, I'm, I was having an out-of-body experience and I become a vibration. And I was having so much, I had a deep sense of identity being that vibration. I, and I could have, and I could see clearly all my past lives be, behind me, underneath me. And, uh, but I was not Marco. I was not John or the other. I was just myself living, I mean, the spirit of, of all the other lives. And I was having so much fun changing my vibration in order to float in between a blue and a purple dimension. And it was, and it was paradise because you have no emotions. You have no feeling whatsoever. There's no worriness. <laughs> there's no, there's no anger. 
there's nothing. It's just complete peace. The problem is that in this dimension, my wife was very worried <laughs> because I was really acting like a robot for about for more than two weeks. Wow. Because this out-of-body experience lasts days. I, I was on the other side and I had no I had no sense of time at all. So to me it was just a moment. But in this dimension, it lasts weeks. So she called she called a colleague of her who explained and, and she explained the problem. And this colleague said, you have to take your husband and, and put it under a very, very hot shower. That was the most dramatic experience of my life. <laughs> it, it's it's almost like you kind of had an, uh, like a, a near-death experience and still have yeah. it, but your body was it still was, alive. But that that's the point. I had a death experience. This is what where, where we go afterwards. Then I had the chance through other medium to speak with our uh, spirit guides and stuff. And they say, what you had is we wanted to show you how is the afterlife, which is not afterlife at all. I mean, because there's more life on the other side than on this side. Yeah, I know, eh? But, oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And the problem is that by from being a, uh, an elegant, sophisticated vibration, you know, floating between dimension, like I know it's in this paradise. And I was flashing to my physical body right away because my body was burnt with hot water. It was really a dramatic experience. And it took days for me to be, uh, to readjust to the physical dimension again, because everything I smell, everything I touch, everything was gross. Me, myself, the, the sense of my physical body was really disgusting, you know? Uh, I, I, I used to, I, I had to, to use eyeglasses at home because the light was really bothering me. I was hypersensitive to everything. Wow. Everything I touched was, was bothering me. Everything I see, everything I smell, uh, the taste of food was horrible. And it took so many days for me to readjust of this dimension. But that was the most interesting experience that I really had on, on the other side. Wow. I mean, I mean, that's so, so profound. And the fact that you, you came back and you had to readjust. Mm -hmm. And I think that I've heard that story it's, from just it's, people. It's, it's so difficult to kind of get that readjustment back because it is so life-changing. Like, like everything's it, changed. It's, oh, it's, I mean, to, to get used to uh, a low vibrational dimension is really, really very difficult. And I understand why, 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 why babies cry when they got delivered. <laughs> now I know. Now I remember why I was crying so much. <laughs> but, but yes, that's, that's the point. Yeah. That's the point. It's, uh, there's, so, there's so much, I mean, on, on the other side. is the, the, people, the concept that people have of that is so dramatically wrong. Yeah. It's... It, it, we go back to where we belong and uh, and everything is so natural so obvious yeah you know and it's fun, just fantastic it's amazing it's yeah, just it, amazing what i hear it's it's the most unfamiliar familiar feeling you'll ever have yes exactly <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, because I mean, it's, yes. it, it's like your normal. You you actually get back to how you actually really are, and it, it oh, yeah. kind of feel, it feels weird at first, mm. but it's so normal because that's the way we actually are. And it's like yes. you said, you, like you're you're going to that birth canal, and you're getting it's like, oh, I'm squeezing into this. Oh God, this physical body. Oh my gosh, yeah. And it's so it's so fascinating how you coined that phrase, which is like being born and why babies cry. Because we're just crying because yes. we're leaving something so beautiful. And then we're forced into this physical incarnation to kind of go, okay, we're going to put you in school now. It's just like when, you're, yeah. when, you're, when your children go to school or you, when you go to school for the first time and you got to leave your mother and I don't want to be here. <laughs> exactly. I do remember clearly. Yeah. I think very a lot clearly. of us, I think a lot of us do. It's, a, it's like one of those first childhood traumas like, oh, got to go to school oh, for yeah. the first time. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. So, for people trying to um, to study this, um, is there a specific course that if somebody wants to learn about biofield healing, is there a specific no, course that there, you took? No, there shouldn't be. There shouldn't be any course. Really, there shouldn't. Is there is? Just don't do it. Because every everyone when you when you start walking on this path and you start developing your own spirituality, this is such, such a personal journey that every course that you can do tend to standardize this journey. And, 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 you, and you just not yourself. You need to, everything needs to start, in my opinion, with meditation, different kind of meditation, even the most simple meditation, even the one I, I, I told you before, you know, three minutes and see how it goes and see people have to tap into themselves and, uh, and start understanding what's going on after a simple three minutes meditation. Where is the, that thought? Where is that feeling? Why I don't, I don't feel it so intense anymore? How things work inside the body? Because in my, in my practice, uh, feeling is knowledge. Okay. So learning, it's important to, to, to be self-aware by understanding their own, our own feeling and understanding the fact that feeling is knowledge. So it's the biggest knowledge that we have are our feelings. Okay. So yes, it starts with meditation because it helps this process. But and then, uh, guys, just try. Just try. Try to heal. Try to, try to visualize the energy getting out from your hands and, uh, and try to work on friends, on a family member. And you, you cannot hurt them. There's no problem. Don't worry. Just to try to do it and try and try and try and be perseverant. Okay. This so is I, the secret. Yeah. So, so just setting the intent uh, about actually doing it will actually help out a lot too as well, right? Setting the intent is powerful. Our okay. intention is powerful. Right. That, that alone could work. Yes. Okay. Just setting that intention alone too as well. Yes. And I always say like just coming from that heart space, like, you know, feeling it from here versus up here, you know? Oh yeah. Makes a big, big difference. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It makes a big difference. It's the same difference that there is between uh, uh, electricity and magnetism. Magnetism, electricity. We, we can't heal anybody with electricity. Uh, well, we tried, I mean, in some <laughs> in, uh, 
<laughs> but it didn't really work. We tried to electrocute the brain, but it doesn't really work. No. We need to heal with our magnetic energy. Let's start from here. It's from your heart. It's not exactly the heart, but it's from, from who you are, from, from your you being. Are. Yeah, that's yeah. so important. Yeah. And um, if Marco, if people are looking for you and they want to find your services and things like that, where can they find you? Oh, at biofuelmedical.com. Yes, biofuelmedical.com. Yes. Okay. So biomedical.com. And the great Biofield, thing about it, yep. biofuelmedical.com. Yes. Perfect. Now, uh, again, the great thing about it, you can you can work with people all over the world, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Seven, I mean, probably 80% of, of my clients are from all around the world. Yeah. Uh, we I just cover every continent. I mean, I have... I have clients everywhere, so yes. And there is no difference between in-person healing or distance healing, because again, we're still working with any type of energy that doesn't really, are not subject to conventional law of this dimension like time or space. So yeah. there is no difference. Yeah, and I'm really glad you mentioned that too, because you know, a lot of people, yes. they kind of hesitate when it comes to distance healing, they go, oh, it's not the same. No, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. You get, to get that fear in there. So I really appreciate that, uh, that being said. And that being said, my friend, we're out of time. Thank you so much for having me. That was so much fun. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it. And yeah, and it has been fun. It's very, been very illuminating. And I really enjoy the, uh, the analogies. And it really kind of made me really rethink about how I, uh, I speak about, you know, healing in general. So it's really been a really great uh, a great show. And uh, that being said, Marco, I'm just going to close off the podcast here. So this has been the Metaphysical Mentor Podcast with Michael Philpot. Thank you so much for joining me and goodbye for now.